That's KC may contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for the ears of some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, that's KC. I'm Hillary Holt. I'm Hillary Batliner. And we chat true crime, paranormal of Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas, slash surrounding areas, mm-hmm. slash whatever we can find in either state, because we, we can. can. <laughs> hey, hey, look at us. <laughs> that's actually really funny, because I was just listening to my favorite murder, like I've uh-huh. done all the regular episodes, now I'm going back through the mini yeah. episodes, and like... Karen just started talking about something in Georgia mm-hmm. like 10 minutes in and was like, oh yeah, by the way, like this is whatever. She goes, you know what? Why do we even have to say that? Like <laughs> right. if you've, you've like clicked on it, you know what we're about and you've probably been listening to this before. And if you haven't, go read the description. <laughs> and I was like, right. well, that is a good point actually. Yeah. Because. Uh, I mean, that's what. then Karen went to follow that up with, well, you know, sometimes I'm fidgeting with my phone and, and a podcast just turns on ran- randomly in my pocket. It's just like me talking the whole time. I was like, oh, that's a little weird. So I, would, I, I guess it. if you're not really paying attention and you just push play on anything random, that's fine. But yeah, I don't know. But like, yeah, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> just in case, for some reason, because there's still people who still will just listen to this episode first weird. before listening to the other episodes. Usually the first episodes are rough anyway. I'll go talk yeah. to a friend about it. It's like usually they're, they're kind of rough. So listen to it. So now you're listening and it'll be good. And then you can listen one from the beginning because there are good stories that you should hear. Yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> Please listen to us. Please don't turn us off. Please don't. Uh, oh yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. you. From yesterday. From yesterday. I told yeah. you like your your meme I made. Yes, I went I on. I like it. I couldn't find one that I like, so I just made yeah, it. Yeah, I do the same things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hilarious, decent, decent, and greasy. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Idiot. I read it out loud and I laughed. Like, yeah, so hard. <laughs> Everybody else was looking at me. And I was like, "It's funny. Never it's mind. funny. It's comedy." And in oh. a birthday present. You got was Tom Brady lost, and he was. Yep, was that's sad, one of Tom my. Brady. That's one of my birthday presents. Um, yeah. I wished for Tom Brady to Thank lose you, universe. in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he fucking lost. He and I was so like, happy. Not like he, they like lost, but he like got humiliated when they hit the ball amazing. out of his hand. I'm just so glad they got to touch him. Like no one ever yeah. touches Tom Brady. They fucking got him twice. Like in that he, game. I think he already. Like, his steam was already down because he couldn't do that play and catch the ball. The little flea flicker. Yeah, uh-huh. One. Yeah, he can't catch, catch a ball. Because like he's just a fucking quarterback. You can't, can't catch. It's not just going to go right into you. You have to look for it. Although it's really funny because then. And then the Eagles, Eagles do it. Eagles did it. And fucking he, flawless. He was just like, grabbed it, touchdown. <laughs> Boom. So good. I love, did you, okay, so like, did you see his daughter? Uh-huh. Nick Foles' daughter, like uh, baby? Yeah. 
I oh my like, god I was, she's so, so fucking cute. cute like she had those giant headphones on yeah, whatever. I, was, I was like I was but <laughs> also at that point I go but also why isn't someone taking care of her in the right. background like I know he probably wants her there if they win or whatever that's fine but keep I'm sure they have something back behind the stadium There's, or have like a kitty daycare where all of the fucking yeah. kids can go and play during the game like why do you make them sit out there and watch right. a game they don't understand it I know when she's that it's tiny funny. she's like literally one she's maybe tiny <laughs> teeny tiny we were, with these giant headphones on like that poor baby so bored yeah we were we were just like talking and it happened just look up and I was like that baby can't hear right there's just giant headphones yeah. I was it's, like it's oh cute, my though, yeah. goodness yeah she's super cute but Mm-hmm. Yes. It Congratulations, was. Eagles. Um, I'm yeah. not really an Eagles he, fan. I think However, he was, like, I am backup. against Tom Brady. So yeah. not even against the Patriots. I'm just against Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Sorry that it's just a... I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, like, I thought it was t- kind of badass that it took literally five Eagles at the very last few seconds to keep Gronk from fucking catching the ball. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even try to look up because he was just like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to catch this because like, he just r- stuck his arms up. <laughs> he probably... He almost caught it, though. Or that number 13 that hopped mm-hmm. over there, he almost got he tried it, too. To get but it. I was just like, okay, it's kind of badass that you have to have five people yeah. cover you. And he still almost caught it and right. got a touchdown at the last few seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of amazing. However... Fuck Tom Brady. I yeah. don't like him. I want to punch him in the face. Um, There's just something about his face. I know. I really face. don't know what it like, is. He it's is just he is a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. He's good at what he does. He'd, however, however, I I don't, don't. like him. <laughs> Do not. I just want to yeah. hit your face. Yeah. So that was one of my birthday wishes, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so good, and the commercials were good. The commercials were um, so good with the fucking t- the tide Eli commercial. Manning. Yes. In Those Odell, were my I've favorite. Watched that at least five times. Oh, my favorite! Like the th- like the first two were like funny, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is the mo-, like we were talking about it. My sister was like, this is the most emotion we've ever seen from Eli Manning. Like normally he just oh there kinda, were other ones. I don't he just kind of said that there was like three of them total. I just like the two of them the were like kind of short, one. and they just kind of like stopped. Yeah, every once in a while. So like the, there's a one with the tether ball thing. That's actually oh, kind of funny. Watch this. But then the third one that came on was the dirty <laughs> dancing one, and I lost my shit. I was like dying laughing oh, yeah. it the, was amazing the tide commercials though yes so good it's like what if yes this is i mean every super bowl commercial is a tide commercial right? uh-huh. the, the old spice one was just like oh old spice no tide commercial <laughs> from hopper from exchange yeah, uh-huh. with hopper from stranger things oh. i also liked i also didn't hate but also thoroughly enjoyed the voices um, <laughs> the Alexa. Well, no, not oh. the Alexa. Like oh, the, the voice. The voice. With, yeah, yeah, with all of them. Like, cause I'm Kelly Clarkson <laughs> singing with a giant train behind me. Like, it's so fucking true because all of them are like, you can just picture that horrible scene, and yeah. it's literally every single commercial that you see nowadays with like bring everyone together. Yeah, and they're making fun of it, and I I yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> it like. Or even like the continuous train. Miller Lite or whatever it was with Chris Pratt. Those mm-hmm. ones, those ones are funny. Where he uh, can like make fun of himself the, at least. The Rams one, the, the Vikings. Yes, <laughs> it's so good. Just the turnaround, like I going tune into the game yeah. matchup, and then you just turn around. Uh huh. So funny. Yeah, there were some pretty good ones. There was pretty one. Good. I think it was like uh, some like. Something about, like, some tech building or something, but they were, like, mm-hmm. showing the building. Yeah. It was the wall. I was just like, oh, no. Weather tech or whatever yeah. it was. It was something. like, oh, because they just started building a wall, and it looked kind of, like, desert. It was yeah. just like, oh, oh no. Yeah. And then they go, oh, you tricky. Yeah, everyone in my house, except for my sister's fiance, was like, no, 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 it's it's going to be this. And we were like, no, it looks like that. And they're like, yeah. no. And he was like, no, it's going to be this. And sure enough, it was. But it was something different. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a good good birthday, good game. Good day. 
Uh, it was like actually like a good game. I was surprised. Yeah. It wasn't just Patriots oh. beating the crap out of the Eagles. No, it was, it was like a fight. Back to back, and the Eagles fucking won. I won. Suck it, Tyree. By more than just one um, point, they won. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> good. And then I was uh, very underwhelmed by JT's performance, though. Oh, yeah. I was not impressed. No. I'm a little pissed, actually. I was, like, super excited, and both my sisters I were wasn't. like, we're not really excited yeah. for JT. I, I was like, I fucking going grew up it. with JT, though. Like, I, I love Justin Timberlake. Love yeah. him. Like, I think he's hilarious. I love his music. He's, not all of his music, but most of his music. Especially, like, you know, late, the older shit that we used to listen to. Yeah. Like, and 90s. I was like, I love it. And not then since, like, uh... he just showed up and tried to, like, hop around, like, 13 different stages. Didn't even sing half the time. I know. The only part that I liked was the Prince tribute. If yeah. they just showed Prince on a fucking jumbotron, like, jumbo, not even jumbotron, yeah. on that sheet, just project him on the sheet and just mm-hmm. play records of Prince music, I would enjoy that more. That would probably than been what a JT better did. Per- mm-hmm. Like I think his mic was down too much because I could barely yes. hear. We thought so too, but okay. I th- and then it got to that that one where he's like supposed to be auto tuned, like bringing sexy back or whatever. Yeah. He's kind of supposed to be auto tuned, so that one sounded okay. But then all of the other ones, I was like, mm, I no, I think the mic is messed up. Yeah. So, but they shouldn't blame the mic for that either, because he was also not singing. No, his outfit was just like, what are you doing? He did like fucking like suit and tie in camo pants pants. in like a mountain scene. But his like like, new album, because I was on Amazon and I was just looking at just Mm -hmm. the stream what was streaming, and his new album is like Man in the Woods. And I was like, oh no, oh, that makes sense. So you're trying okay, to promote your album with your outfit. Suit and tie to Man in the Woods to camo pants and a bandana. Calm down. Ugh. 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 I wish he would have Ugh. ended with mirrors, though, and yes. not gone to... The, I, hate, just, yeah, just I hate that. I hate that song. The Trolls? Yeah, I hate that he song. He probably had to. Probably. It's probably in his contract yeah. somewhere I hate, I hate from the song. Trolls song, or from the Trolls movie, to yeah. you have to sing it at any point in time you can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ugh. I don't know. But yeah, Ugh. it's not... Not my favorite. I know. I can only imagine the people are like, driving around the stadium, and all of a sudden now there's a Prince symbol, and they're just like, "Uh huh, what? Yeah, everything's purple. What's happening?" Well, I thought that was really cool, but then I also was like laughing because we were joking. Dylan made the joke of that when they got all, all the mirrors and everything. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, of course, that's what they're gonna blame for Tom Brady not being able to to catch the ball was because one <laughs> of them was was uh, proactive and brought out the mirror too soon and blinded him." I was like, "Yeah, that's probably <laughs> something they fucking pull too." Oh gosh, because you know, Deflate Gate wasn't a thing either. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Right? But yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyway, we don't talk. Well, hey, sports. I have a no. We don't talk sports. But <laughs> it's my birthday, and Tom Brady lost, and it made me happy. So we're gonna fucking <laughs> talk, talk about, about it. Okay. Uh, Shit, you not. It was one of my birthday wishes. <laughs> Gary, it was all day. Yeah. I was like, all was I what want. I was hoping. All, all day. I want is to do the breakout room successfully, and for Tom Brady to lose. That was literally my two wishes for the day. I didn't <laughs> care about anything else. Went so well. It's so good. But yeah. It was a freak snowstorm. That- uh-huh. It was just like, oh, it's supposed to be a drizzle. And then uh-huh. I go in a, like, I leave, I'm going to church, and then it starts to snow, because I just grab, like, a jacket oh, really quick. Oh, no. So I was just like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> and, and then I go, like, and it's starting to snow. I was like, oh, no. And then, because we had a meetings for India. Whoa. Oh, I leave for India next week. Hey, BT Dubs, <laughs> we'll miss two weeks, because yeah. I'll be in India. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back on the 26th. Sure. Yeah. Math. Math, yeah. Math is hard. Yeah. Um... BX, we were crazy. doing that, and then like by the time I leave my car, it's just covered in snow. Like, yeah. All right, and I had to just put on like slip-ons. I didn't put boots on. I just mm-hmm. put slip-ons and a skirt, and this little my little sporting like zip-up hoodie. It's like, cold. Bad day. I'm cold. 
Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting it to snow that much. I mm-hmm. thought maybe like a dusting. Yeah. Considering Friday was like 40 degrees or so, 40, mm-hmm. 45. And then we were like, oh, it's like beautiful outside. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, there's a chance of snow tomorrow. No. Fucking wake up, go outside. It's a goddamn snowstorm. <laughs> no, should you not? Dylan goes, man, I know you're a cold-hearted bitch, but could you let up for your birthday? And I went, absolutely not. <laughs> it made me laugh. I That's liked it. Funny. It was pretty funny. Mm. Oh, he also apparently listened to a few episodes the other day when he was just playing his game. Uh-huh. And he goes, you guys talked about me. You talked about me in an episode, and you made fun of me for some reason. And I go, what are you talking about? We literally had to listen through the last three episodes that we had done because I could not remember obviously like my memory and i do i remember was, making fun of him but i don't remember was, what episode. it was basically like we it was like some place that we were gonna go that's like the spook light oh that was yeah, haunted you yeah. could be very quiet and we were like oh no our family is. Is. yeah we were like oh he's sh- now nah, he shouldn't go he shouldn't <laughs> he go he can't he doesn't know where he is and he was like man like oh. he's like kind of cool because i was mentioned but also not because you're making fun of me <laughs> i thought it was funny though Sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Get over it. It's fine. We're mean to each other, so Mm -hmm. it's fine. That's a healthy relationship. (laughs) (laughs) It's all fun and games. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, Uh, I have Casey Casey goodies. Um, I have another kombucha, another kombucha brand, which I'm happy that there are those. Um, (laughs) It's Lucky Elixir, uh, and they it's the ginger lime. I know it looks like beer. Looks like beer because it's in the bottle, like the (laughs) other, and it's beer colored um so yeah just kombucha oh they don't have their story on their bottle um but they are oh they brew oh it's a brewery that's why there's another name for it they're the brewery brewer no brewery my god b-r-e-w-k-e-r-y i knew it was something different um i think they're at whole foods over in kansas oh nice like off metcalf they have like Mm -hmm. the like jugs you can fill up there um yeah, Fancy. North Kansas City. Uh, com. B-R-E-W-K-E-R-Y, as previously discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they have good flavors, too. Nice. Yeah, so that was, I think the lot, the other kombucha was Kansas, so this is Missouri. So. Hm. Ha. Ha. <laughs> well, I am drinking yet another cream soda that we got mm-hmm. from last week. Um, it's not the case. Same one. Mm-mm. Don't forget, everyone. I do repeat quite a bit, especially with my wine. Oh, that was also one of my birthday <laughs> gifts from Dylan. He bought me another box wine. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, did I tell you and someone bought a little wine glass that said "Winosaur" on it? It has a little dinosaur. It's like my two <laughs> favorite things: dinosaur and wine. It was oh. very cute. Did I tell you um, one of the girls for the one of the new girls for Comedy City bought me a bottle of the Saint Sweet Red? Really? She didn't know. Like she had no idea. She's yes. just like she's like I don't know what to get, so I just asked my parents. They were no help, so I just grabbed it, and she nice. Yeah, she brought it in. I was just like, oh, my God. And I hugged it. <laughs> I was like, you don't know yes. how funny this is right? to me. <laughs> you have it's no so idea. Though. But it's so good. So, yeah. good. so I kind of um, have yeah. two bottles of that still in my fridge. One. Well, I have one and a half boxes of it now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever need a refill on your bottle, I got <laughs> four. <laughs> Technically. Technically. Just bring your bottles, everyone. Oh, can, it's like a growler. It's mm-hmm. like a growler for wine. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. So, sorry. I have cream soda again um, that we got from the Casey Soda Co., mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, it's Lost Trail Cream Soda. It's cane sugar, low sodium, and no caffeine. It is from Lewisburg Cider Mill. Obviously in Lewisburg, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Duh. Um, cream soda is an incredibly delicious, old-fashioned, smooth and creamy, vanilla-rich treat. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It's been <laughs> recreated for you using a secret recipe from a golden era. 
Oh, okay. Uh, we found the best way to keep the effervescent gourmet flavor of Rost, Lost Trail Cream Soda is to use a small batch process. Mm, that's, so yeah, it's made that in sense. very tiny batches. Um, no high fructose corn syrup. So that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. It says a unique small batch draft style process ensures our soda is one of the very best anywhere. One sip and you'll taste the superior quality quality of our classic cream soda. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Like usually like, yeah, whatever, cream sodas. But no, nah, this is really freaking good. Yeah. Lost Trail is a lot of stuff there. I wish. It just splashed back on my mouth. <laughs> I wish like more places would have just like this is local, like just a local show. Yes. Like, like MDL. <laughs> Yeah, like like local. just local Here wines, though, but not all of the other alcohols. That's true. So it was just, like, local as in either state. Or local. there needs to be a fucking website. Like, can we look up, like, local... Let's make it. We do. We need to make it. Well, wait. I could just make an extra tab on the website. Because, like, we could just Google it, but it's also... That's a lot Google. of time. Yeah. That's a lot of time and effort. Mm-hmm. Someone else do it. <laughs> right? Well, because it's also, like, we don't just do Kansas or Kansas. Mm-hmm. Well, like, we don't do just Kansas City. No. Yeah, we do so all... It's like, like oh, the moonshine I want to try from that Ozark. From, yeah. Like, oh, like it's, it's a cute, gonna be so it's many. cute jug, too. Like a little glass jug. <laughs> Man, adorable. it's adorable. It's like $23, though. It's shit. I mean, most moonshine is about that. Ugh, moonshine, though. Oof. Oh, boy. It's a fun time. Oof. Well, an episode that we can just sit for a second. Yeah. Well, we can just sit out there. Yeah. The Whoever has the next time in here and be like, we'll sorry, just don't, we're passed out on the couch. Don't, sh- don't, don't worry about it. We won't make notes, I swear, because we'll be passed out. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Do you want to do this oh, yeah. before or after? We do it. We do it now. Do it now? Yeah. Okay, so my sister, Michelle, shout out to Michelle right now. Shout out to Michelle, our, um, our number two fan, because my, mom my mom's our number one fan, because yes. if I say she's number two, she won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see which one. Oh, shit, sorry. Um, so she got me a birthday present. Uh-huh. And then I opened it, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I freaked out a little bit, and half of it is for you. I know that sounds really weird, but That's funny. I don't think you're ready for this. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this? I don't know. She <gasps> took our logo that we have like our that's casey logo and she actually like cut out and like photoshopped our faces individually and put them on the mugs like separate mugs and on the back side of the mug is the full logo so i have my mug with my winky face on it and our logo and you have your mug with your face and logo so now we never have to say like oh who's escaper mug has a sticker on the bottom leave these here no one will mess with them i think Uh, (laughs) they're so cool though i was not expecting it and i laughed so hard i was like that's fucking sweet so yeah so i was like now we need to do a picture of us like drinking (laughs) oh my that is so oh i'm so this makes me so happy (laughs) but then it also made me laugh because i had opened dylan's present which is a wine glass and then michelle gave me another cup i was like Everyone knows what I like. I like, I like cups. I like, t- I <laughs> like cups. Guys. Things. That's yeah. so cool. Super cute. Ah. So yeah, I was like, I feel like they need to be washed out. I did not wash them out or anything, so oh, I probably, yeah, probably should not drink out of them today. No. However, we can possibly just keep them here or just keep them in our cars or something. Yeah. And we'll just have mugs all the time now. 
Well, yeah, if we leave so, them in yeah. here, it's locked. Probably, so. That's true. We could mm. just put them probably in the back of the fridge. Mm-hmm. Over there. I have frosty mugs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my god. There you go. It's... <laughs> I don't know what to do with I know, myself right, right? now. Uh, I know. I love okay. it. It's so great. We get a picture of that. And then it was really funny because I freaked out and then she was like, the color of the background isn't perfectly right. I was like, it's, it's blue. Fine. It's fine. Oh, it's perfect. Oh. I love it. So yeah. That's awesome. So there we go. There's yeah. our there's our joint birthday present. Yay. <laughs> I was not expecting it whatsoever. That's awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. <laughs> Alrighty. So All right. into true crime this oh. week. Oh, we gotta know uh, what, what my what my dying words will be. Oh, that's Word. right. Word. Yep. Uh huh. Comedy. So we <laughs> we had what was I don't remember what the hell we were talking about. We were talking about something. I don't remember. And then I think we you said to, something, and then I made fun of you. And then I said I was going to murder you. <laughs> and then <laughs> typical. And then I was like, yes, that's what the news is going to be tomorrow: is coworker murders other coworker, and said coworker's last dying word was comedy. comedy. Just one arm raised. Just one arm raised. Comedy. comedy. I was like, yeah, that's pretty fucking accurate. Comedy. Comedy. Okay. You would. But yeah, that was our little side note. Of yes. We did that and thought it was funny and had to share it. And I put funny. it on my notes specific yeah. for that. After we said it, I was like, write it down. Right. Hurry up. Ah. Okay. <gasps> um, okay. And since it is true crime, this is true crime week. That's right. We didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, that's because I wanted mm-hmm. to know. I looked. Uh, so right now in 2018... The Kansas City metro area is at 15 homicides. So, that's like... What the hell? That's, like, almost four a week. Almost. Um, and one... One <clears throat> is a child, 16 years of age or younger. Uh, one was, like, a horrible domestic violence one. Um, I don't know if I'm going to cover that one or not. Because I know some friends who knew her Mm. her, Mm. knew her um but it's like it's just ridiculous um and then only two people killed by police but in kansas missouri specifically it's 10 of those 15 so and it's like this far as far south as like olathe and then approximately uh so Yay, what a start off the episode. Yay. <laughs> okay. Well, we did start it off pretty good, and then yeah. it was a little bit it's, downer. It's super then... kid. Buckle up for this roller coaster. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, well, my story is pretty short. <clears throat> it was actually, the idea was actually given to me by Dylan, because... Oh, yeah. Oh. The whole casino thing, whatever, yeah. they get a lot of weird criminals up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy isn't, like, super weird, but it is also kind of a little... Uh, shout out to people if they're listening currently, uh, because he is is wanted by the police. So um, uh, I will have Wait, a little on thing the on here. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I have a short. I have a little short description of him. But if you don't want to have that, just Google it, <laughs> and right. you'll see his face. And he, it's a very scary face. Oh, it's boy. not attractive. Um. All right. So. This is about Raymond Anthony Cornejo Jr. Oh. It's a very in-depth name, I know. Um, he is 37. He is a white male, 6 foot 2, and he weighs approximately 230 pounds. He's like a Jesus. big dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, um, like a Space Jam alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> yep. Um, he, the Lenexa police actually are seeking a man who eluded law enforcement last week after an alleged carjacking and several hit and run accidents. Oh. Um, a swarm of police vehicles flooded the neighborhoods around 93rd and Lackman and Flum. Um, oh, 93rd Street between Lackman and Flum. Mm. Uh, late Wednesday afternoon, which was like literally early January, like January 10th-ish. Oh. Wednesday, I think. Wednesday the 10th. I don't remember. Um, mm. Anyway. Um, afternoon after a man fleeing police in a white SUV that say, that police say was carjacked. Um, he crashed into the 93... 93- 93rd? 93rd? Oh. 9300? 90, 9, 9, 9, 9, How do you say that? 9300? 9300, right? Yeah. Okay, so I said it right like the first time, and then I freaked myself <laughs> yeah. out. God damn it. Uh, Where's our Steven? <laughs> we need Steven. Cut, Cut it out. That's just kidding. It's me. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so uh, carjacked uh, at Lackman, and then he fled on foot. Um, police say had first encountered the man uh, in another vehicle at the 8500 block of Covira, reportedly passed out behind the wheel, but he sped away when a police arrived and then he actually crashed into several other vehicles around 87th and Covira. Um, officers from Overland Park, Shawnee, and Kansas City Police Departments and the Johnson County Sheriff's Department and Johnson County Park Police Jeez. joined, all all of them joined together in the unsuccessful attempt to find the man for Wednesday's um, carjacking. This dude is ridiculous. Like, uh, how he, is he hiding somewhere? Well, he legit, well, I think he has like a, he has like family or whatever. Uh, I think that might be hiding him or uh, doing something. <clears throat> mm-hmm. However, he legit like stole the car, like stole a car, mm-hmm. drove it for a while, crashed that one. Hopped in, carjacked another car, drove that for a little while, crashed into the cop cars that were doing a barricade, just fucking took the SUV and just went straight through them, and then crashed that somewhere else, and then he fled on foot, and they still can't find him. (laughs) And yet, the police from how many different ones? Like, Overland Park, Shawnee, Kansas City, Johnson County Sheriff's, and Johnson County Park Police, like five different freaking police Units are trying to find this guy. No, and then Lenexa no. police too. They want him too now because it was in Lenexa. <laughs> this dude is a wanted. He is a wanted man. Wanted man. Wanted man. Um, warrant has been issued for his arrest with a bond of a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Police warned that he should be considered armed and dangerous. Obviously. Um, so anyone with information is asked to call the tips hotline at eight one six four seven four T I P S, aka. 816-474-8477. Or the Lenexa Police Department. Uh, Google that phone number. Uh, <laughs> a carjacking victim. Uh, who The carjacking victim who came face to face with him. Uh, talked about the crime on like a news report. Mm. And it says um, he was parked outside of a friend's house. And had no clue that the target of the manhunt was approaching him. Until it was too late. Oh, me. Yeah. He said, I, I dropped the window about an inch. Uh, he asked for a ride and I said, I can't do it. And I had no idea what was really, and I had no idea what was really going on. This dude is like 73 year old man. Like has, is a little confused. Aww. Doesn't know what's going on. Just this super cute old guy. who's just oh, like, man. what the hell? 
He thought his vehicle doors were locked, but suddenly Cornejo was was inside his SUV. The victim said he was wrestled or he wrestled with a suspect um, who's about half his age and weighs about two hundred and thirty. Well, obviously, like yeah. almost. They said they said the seventy three year old man was only like he's like maybe like, not even two hundred pounds. Yeah, like under that, and it's like maybe like one sixty something. Yeah, he's very tiny. Yeah, and it's like yeah, this dude obviously overpowered him. Uh, he said, I knew immediately I wasn't a match for him, and it seemed like I just got, and it seemed like I just got catapulted out of the vehicle. Aww. It was a little sad. So, yeah, so that's the SUV that he took. He just fucking carjacked it from a seven, three year old guy. Um, without so, a gun. Just... Without a gun. Yep. Um, so, he obviously has, <clears throat> um, like, a, a past, a rap sheet, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Going through some of them. Um, it starts in like the early 2000s that the records do, and then it goes all the way up through 2015, Jeez. which is when he was last uh, par- like paroled, which is ridiculous. Um, so he's uh, been in jail for criminal damage under $500. Old, I don't understand what old theft means. It's less than $500, so hmm. I don't know what old theft is or versus new theft. What the hell? It's basically like old money? theft, <laughs> right? Just new money. Theft a couple times uh, for under $500. Hmm. Uh, burglary. Theft over $500, but less than $25,000. So somewhere the, in that very wide range. you're still range. selling money. What's the difference? Yep. It's a very wide range. Well, yeah. I guess, well, I think the amount of money is the difference mm. in how long you get. Sentencing. Yeah. Sentencing. 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 The synonyms. The synonyms yep. with the cinnamon and the... Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, burglary of a dwelling, which is just burglary. Yeah. Uh, oh, aggravated escape from custody. So apparently he's done it more than once. So he knows <clears throat> what he's doing. Yep. And then obvi- and then eventually felony theft, which is less than $25,000, but obviously more than like 10000 I think. I can't remember. Yeah. It's like some weird range of that. Mm. Um, yeah, so he's just like steals from a whole bunch of shit. He owes money Buy to a lot of different shit. people and to a lot of different things. Yeah. And they literally like setting up traps for him. Mm. Um, hopefully he's not listening to this. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> if you're listening, turn you're, it off. <laughs> turn it off. Go away right turn now. Turn it off. Um, for, for everybody else, he basically has uh, like things waiting for him at certain places. They're waiting for him to like come pick up mm-hmm. money. And stuff like and, that. And they're basically trapping him. Yeah. But he's not falling for it. I mean, his freaking bond is set for $100,000. Like, I'm pretty sure he owes money and for more people and more things and mm-hmm. is in way more trouble than what the police even know. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, he's a classy broad. Um, <clears throat> he has been moved 21 times between... Um, in the last, well, between tw- 2001 and 2005, when he was incarcerated for all these, like, thefts and everything, yeah. he was moved 21 times between uh, four or five different facilities. <laughs> Some of them, ridiculous. Some of them were, like, he basically, well, he went to um, court, and then yeah. after he was done with court, they just moved him to a different one. Because oh. it was, like, between, between, what the hell just happened to my mouth? depending yeah. on his sentencing that depended on like where he went some of oh. them were like he tried to get out again and they just moved him to something else other ones he was getting into fights in prison moved him to, to another one so it's like they just kept moving him all around the place um the current status is he was just discharged in 2005 so he's been running around for the past 
uh what is that 13 years mm. uh, oh god that's 13 years from 2005 don't uh, stop oh, it. oh no we just did it again no. <laughs> we brought up the age again okay uh. Uh, anyway so yeah so he's uh currently out obviously discharged but he was on parole and has has many parole violations and he is currently wanted by the police because which is also a parole oh, violation which is also a parole <laughs> violation but he's also just recently just wanted for this car theft and carjacking Jesus. so he's keeping up his uh his his his, his uh, goodness in life right now his uh his like, just cred lord yeah so that is sorry i just zipped up my boot my bed <laughs> I don't, i'm playing with my zipper over here i don't know why it's playing on with my, her feet. on my boot it's playing with her booties my booties <laughs> uh yeah so that's raymond anthony cornejo jr he was 37 raymond anthony cornejo jr mm-hmm. and he looks like a typical criminal like i know that's really oh. bad to say like you see a mugshot of him yeah. and it's like yep yeah i could see that yeah mm-hmm. that's what <laughs> <laughs> like oh oh man yeah right so that's it yeah okay it was very short right. so it's okay that we did all that talking in the beginning yeah and then mine is <laughs> long because i i was gonna do which i, I will eventually because sex trafficking is just like very terrible mm-hmm. in Ugh. missouri and because like claire mccaskill because she's gonna her she's running again it's back up mm-hmm. um she had like a a video about like sex trafficking or something i was like okay maybe i'll just talk about like why she's talking about it. and then did research and apparently like her counter part of the person she's running against since very dumb things about sex trafficking he called it because of the sexual revolution of the 60s and the 70s is why i'm i'm um, sorry well um that what what that has nothing to do with anything no that has everything to do with just what people being terrible people and even that revolution was just that people weren't getting married and before they had the intercourse Like the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s is, is what has now led to the sex, sex trafficking, trafficking all over the U.S. I was like, what? And then I was trying to me? just look up, like, something that, I, I don't know, but then it just made me mad, so then I just like, let's just look up a murderer instead, because yeah. that's I know. more, it's I get weird. to that point, too. It's like, because I want to do something, like, different or fun or whatever, yeah. because I'd also That's why I tried to do, like, like, this petty theft yeah. crap. Just I'm like, it's it gets to be depressing sometimes. No, we talk I about tried. murder, but and then I tried to find something like, different, and it was worse. But then also, it's pretty much all I'm into. It's like serial killers and shit. So like, it's like that's fine, but uh, it does take a toll sometimes. It does so. Just like, and then I think bear I with us, up, everyone. Like bear with us. Uh, sex offenders in mm-hmm. Missouri's uh, and the article itself was from like 2000, um, like 15 or something. Mm-hmm. Just like at that the average national average uh for every 10,000 citizens was like 14 point something uh sex offenders uh Missouri was at like 24 huh. per 10,000 and uh, now the I tried you to see look what up Kansas was no but Missouri Probably was at more the top scurvy, so. I don't know Missouri is worse I think mm-hmm. um but uh and then the current cuz like the highway state patrol keeps track of it so it was like a stat, and now it's at like thirty-eight. That's just reported. Ten thousand reported, Ugh. and yeah, and there's still some of the those ones that are reported that mm-hmm. some hadn't checked in. I don't know where they are. So 
Yeah. I, like those websites that show you, like, if you're living next to... Yeah, that's why I have an so app on my I phone in there. Don't, so. I don't want to know. I'm, I'm like, I do want to know, but I don't want to know. But also, like, some of it is also, like, could have been the stupid thing of she was 16 and he was 18. Yeah, Like, that's those true. ones. I wish. But there was Do a, they not go into detail on them? Like, what they were actually... You can't. Like, you can click on it and stuff and look it up. Yeah. But I was just like, I like this is oh. too much for me to handle. But I'm also scared to do it in case it's, like, literally just red everywhere. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember where your apartment is. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> why do we always get to bring that up why, why we don't need to bring that up i haven't heard anything weird lately so that's good i'm getting over that but that's good yeah that's good oh boy oh goodness okay, okay. well this guy he is definitely no angel um you know, like how we always like how we always say that though after every time we're doing we're like oh this this is a classy broad or this is a gem right here yeah. oh yeah this is a super nice guy <laughs> no one we talk about is ever going Sar- to actually be a nice person so i like how we always have to say it though we're mm-hmm. like oh, this sarcasm is like is sucks. the official language of midwest oh yeah it's like sarcasm. i literally had a, a I mean, poster <laughs> that was like national sarcasm society like yeah. the only things that i speak are english and sarcasm like i don't like yeah well, i can't sometimes not even english because missouri is like the show me state I'm like okay show me like okay but show me i don't believe <laughs> so much sarcasm everywhere um okay so this guy uh jeffrey lundgren i was gonna say Dahmer, but i didn't want to ruin it no jeffrey um, Dahmer. so he's <laughs> Lundgren? Uh, Lundgren? Lundgren. Like, L-U-N-D-G-R-E-N? Like, like what? Like Dolph Lundgren? Sure. You know, like the scary Russian dude from, from Rocky? Oh, I didn't Dolph Lundgren. I didn't see anywhere. Okay, well, we're going to let that pass. Yeah. Just creepily whispering to each other right now. need to watch a lot of things. Okay. okay, well, anyway. Lundgren. Anyway. Yep. Jeffrey Lundgren. Uh, he was born on mm. May 3rd, 1950. Pause. Is it with a J or a G? G. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Fucking douchebag. A G. Is G like Jeff? Yeah. G-E-O. Oh, no, Jeff. Okay, not no, G Jeff. in the name. Never mind. Just kidding. What the fuck? I was so... What were you thinking? The His last name. I don't know what I was thinking. But no, it's J. I don't know. How would Lundgren grin be with a J? It could be. Okay. I don't know. This. I wasn't. Steven, cut us out. <laughs> oh. We'll have an invisible Steven. We yeah. need to make up another name for someone. That's going to be our Steven. That's not. That's Jeffrey. Not Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey with a G. Jeffrey. Jeff with a G. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Oh, no. Jeffrey's from Game of Thrones. That's not good. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, boy. Continue. Jeffrey Lundgren. Jeffrey Lundgren. now. Was born May 3rd, 1950 uh, in Independence, Missouri. So he was in Missouri. Where, what the crime that he committed wasn't in Missouri, but he's from Missouri. Okay. So that's why I'm talking about him. No, that's fine. Because um, it was in the only in your state. It was like these like six terrible people. Mm-hmm. And I'd never heard of them before. So I did the research. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. May 3rd, 1950 in Independence, Missouri. Um, according to his allegations, supported by some of his former neighbors, he was severely abused as a child, particularly by his father and his mother, reportedly did not defend him. Mm. Yeah. She may have been abused too, though. Correct. Correct. Uh, Lundgren was, by most accounts, a loner when he was in middle and high school. 
He became an expert hunter when he began to spend time oh. with his father as a teenager. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> relax. Oh, no. The, the pair would go on hunting trips, and Jeffrey became a gun expert, learning shooting and maintenance techniques. I don't think it's not going to go really where you think it's going to go. Oh, okay. But buckle up. A loner Still hunter. A, yeah, but no. Growing up, you would think, abused. <clears throat> I just think, yeah, he's think got to so. put those hunting skills to... To work. Okay. Keep going. So, Lungan enrolled at Central Missouri State University, now UCM. Mules. Yeah, the mules. Jackasses. Mules and the jinnies. Yeah. My sisters went. I like to call them jackasses. I know. Even though they're technically jinnies because they're girls, but I like to say jackasses. Yeah. The school of teachers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All teachers go. Mm -hmm. Um, And spent time at a house that was specifically or specially built for a reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, RLDS youth. Um, While at the house, he became friends with Alice Keeler and Keith Johnson. Alice, who had been abused by her father as well, quickly bonded with uh, Jeffrey, and the two became lovers. How do you bond over that? How do you bring that up? Like, hey, did your dad also hit you like this? (laughs) Me too. Oh my god, it's oh so my god, weird. It's we're weird. both abused with a brush, man. I know. Do you ever make? Oh, you I like... got the belt. I mm. did not. I got spanked once, and then I was like, "I never." We don't need spanked. to do this again. <laughs> I don't think I ever got spanked. Mm-mm. Like fake spanked with a belt, but Mm-mm. no, I spanked no. once because I was being a, I was being a brat, and then I got put in timeout, and it's like, oh, okay, we don't. We only don't do that because it was like in front of my cousins a little bit too because mm. I was just being an extra brat. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, oh, we we don't need to do this again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, bye. But she would. That's my good. mom was still like, after she put me time out, would talk to me about mm-hmm. why, not just hitting for yeah no reason. It was it was deserved. It was deserved. <laughs> it was, it was deserved. deserved and it was explained. I still and remember. It was never done again. <laughs> and it was not done again. It's funny. Um, the couple married in 1970, and uh, Jeffrey enlisted in the U.S. Navy on December 2nd, 1970. The couple's first child, a boy, was born. By 1974, Alice was pregnant for the second time prior to receiving an honorable discharge from the U.S. Navy at the end of his first term. Jeffrey sought an early release from his term of duty with an uh, argument that his presence was necessary for the sustenance of his family. He was denied uh, for reasons not necessary according to military recommendations. It's so he like, wanted paternity leave yeah, from the military, from the and they military. said no. And they were like, no. Which 1970 was, what was happening there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know uh, history. I'll Google it later. Google it. Uh, so, the, uh, so yeah, he was denied. Uh, he did receive an honorable discharge from the Navy days before his four-year enlistment was completed. His second son was born soon after. Jeffrey and his new family settled in San Diego, California, after he was discharged from the Navy, but once economic problems began to set in, they moved back to Missouri. In 1979, Alice gave birth to a third child, a daughter this time. Uh, people close to the couple claimed that Jeffrey seemed frustrated by the family's money problems and was generally tired of his wife and allegedly became abusive after the birth of his daughter. According to hospital records, his wife was hospitalized for a ruptured spleen, which may have been caused by Jeffrey pushing her into a closet door handle. But in 1980, the couple had their fourth child, another boy. All right. So he uh, gets a little um, religious. Well, I mean, it's been religious this whole time because with Latter-day Saints. Yeah. 
or but now reorganized. it's going to get real now religious. it's going to get real crazy well it's starting to it's a slow well slowish uh while um jeffrey was living in a church home located next to kirkland temple oh wait i missed a thing hold on oh nope something yeah i don't remember if it's out of order or not um on chillicothe no wait no wait they're in missouri oh crap david <laughs> i don't Got know uh moved hmm they're in missouri and where did it go when did they move oh gosh oh boy oh jeez ah crap uh, oh okay never mind oh like insert just kidding i figured here. it out uh-huh. so he eventually at some point moved to kirk kirkland ohio kirkland okay Kirtland, Ohio. Kirtland. Sorry, Kirtland, K A R T L E N D. So they were living in a church home located next to Kirt- Kirtland Temple on Chillicothe Road in Kirtland, Ohio. He volunteered as a tour guide of the historic Kirt- Kirtland Temple for the RLDS Church. He began to teach the concept of dividing the word, known as um, chiastic interpretation. C H I chiastic. Chiast. Chiast. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. no. Well, we found the Chast- name of our episode, everyone. Chiastic. Chiastic. Chiastic? Question mark. Um, uh, C H I A S T I C. Chiastic? Chiastic. It could be weird. It could be weird that like that. Sounds like chiastic. Like that sounds not more. Chiastic. Not chiastic. Chiastic. Or. Uh, Thinking like. Chia- Chiasmus. Okay, that that's probably right. Okay. Uh, Look at that. I used my head. (laughs) I did not. I love it. Chia stick. Could you imagine it's a fucking chia stick, though? You just dunk it in some water every day, and then you just, like, leave it out, and then it is just a weird-ass stick (laughs) grown chia shit. Like, what? That's weird. Anyway. I'll make you a chia stick sometime. (laughs) I'm going to Google it. Chia stick. Oh, shit. That's funny. Chia stick. Anyway. Chiasmus to interpret scriptures. Jeffrey falsely claimed to have created a what do you say chiastic interpretation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The foundation was that in everything God oh goodness the foundation was that in everything created by God the right side is a mirror image and therefore scripture had to be interpreted using the same method. He cited the Kirtland Kirtland Temple as an example because the right side was a mirror image of the left side. So it's just symmetry. Because the temple is because the, the temple, yeah. That's how the, buildings work, you douchebag. That's how yeah, that's usually how they literally work. that's usually how buildings are built. That's how it's typical to, they're looking. Are. Oh my god. It's you split down the middle and it's the what same on this. Uh, to apply this concept to scripture, one takes a sentence from scripture if the sentences before it and after are consistent, the center sentence is the truth. When the sentences before and after conflict, the center sentence is a lie. <laughs> okay. Uh, his teaching of scripture interpretations <laughs> attracted his All right. followers. All right. So let me let me try this. Mm-hmm. Let me try this. Yep. Okay. So basically, if you're saying uh, you got to turn on this power strip uh-huh. under the table. Yeah. This Jeffrey guy is a fucking lunatic. Yeah. But for this table to work, you got to turn on the power strip. Yeah. Then so this Jeff Jeffrey guy is, is a total lunatic. fucking lunatic. Okay. But it says if you turn, turn on the power, power strip, strip to make the work, Jeffrey is a fucking lunatic. 
Um, and then go open the soda. door. Yeah, go open the door. Orange soda is <laughs> oh, the best Oh, he's soda. not crazy anymore. Oh, he's not crazy. Okay, <laughs> got think, it. Right. I, must... I, think, I think I'm with this thought. <laughs> what? All right, this totally makes sense. Jeffrey Clay. I'm with it. I'm, right? I'm with this. I will gladly, <laughs> I mean, you blindly out. join this. <laughs> Jeffrey Good claimed Lord. that he moved to Ohio from Missouri because the word Ohio is uh, oh chiastic. Oh, my God. So, because. It's, what is that called? Ohio. It's like. I don't what know. What is that called? Where there's like more, the same, yeah. like Taco Cat. But, yeah, but Ohio isn't because it would have been It's not. O-I-Hio. Oh, oh, yeah. oi Okay, so he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's an idiot along with being With chiastic. So about 1987, uh, Jeffrey was asked to leave the church-owned house and his job as a tour guide was terminated due to suspicions of theft. Oh, so, well, they had to get just him on something. something. Had to, yeah, something legitimate. They couldn't kick him being crazy. They'd just been like, they had to make sure that their sentences were mirrored so he would believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh they, the oh, uh, Lundgrens moved to a rented ha- farmhouse located at 871 Chardon Road on U.S. Route 6, a.k.a. Uslid uh, Chardon Road, east of Ohio State Route 306. Um, some of the followers knew. No, some of the, okay, so he was talking about followers as well. Okay. Uh, so some of the followers knew Jeffrey in Missouri, while others were attracted to Jeffrey when they were exposed to his teachings when he was working at the Kirtland uh, Temple t- uh, as the Kirtland Temple tour guide. So to say, he, I'll just spoil a little bit. He ends up having a cult, but the crime that they do is just uh, outrageous. Um, so he is like, a cult leader. Yeah. I can figure that. Okay. All the crazy ones are. Um, see, uh, yeah. If it starts, if it starts out with this dude is into this one religion, cult leader, immediately. Mm-hmm. He got you with the guns. You, you were worried. Did. I. And then that's why I, I didn't say what he was at the beginning. Unless he goes and he hunts people. Mm-mm. Oh wait. All right. I mean, kind of. But okay. Um, we'll wait. Uh, so at the time, some followers started to move into his home, the oh. farmhouse. Uh, those who moved into the house were Kevin Curry, Richard Brand, not to be confused with... Russell Brand? Oh. oh. No, I was thinking Richard... No, that's... What's the Virgin Mobile dude? No, that's completely different. Never I mind. I have no idea what the fuck I'm combining two different people together. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Greg like, Winship, uh, Sharon uh, Blunchley... Bunchley? Blunt. C-H-H-L-Y. Blunt. Sure. We'll just call Blunchly. her, what was her first name? Sharon. Call her Sharon. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Daniel Kraft and Debbie Alvarez. Uh, Ronald and Susan Luff. Dennis and Tanya Patrick. And Dennis and Cheryl Avery maintain their own residence. So the couples. Some of them move in. Some of them do not. Yeah. So okay. individuals moved in. Couples stayed. In their own homes, because hmm. that makes sense. Or uh, does it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, that first sentence you said, I don't believe you. <laughs> I didn't mirror. I'm sorry, I didn't mirror my words. Uh, there are others who others whose names were not made public uh, because they were not significant to their criminal investigation. And also they just like, oh, we were crazy, but we don't want to be we weren't like, known to be they crazy. They were just like, fool. Like, we they were, were the ones that got out before the Kool-Aid was passed out, right? right? They are ones like, I don't like Kool-Aid. Let's go like, somewhere after else. After that first one, was like, um, let's not. I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> this so, isn't fun anymore. This isn't 
fun. Okay, bye. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, conspiracy investigations. Conspira- conspiracy to derive civil rights. The Kirtland Temple takeover and multiple homicide. Oh, dang it! Oh, dang it! It almost gave it away. And this is what happens. What? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Nope. Okay. That's part of what they're. Okay. Uh, while Jeffrey was living in the farmhouse, uh, Jeffrey's teachings continued and he began to practice methods of mind control, uh, which were consistent with Robert Lifton's criteria for mind control. Uh, for example, cult members were forbidden to talk amongst themselves, doing as doing so was sin called murmuring. Hmm. Ugh. Uh, he would eavesdrop on cult members to cause them to believe that he could read their minds. <laughs> Simple. Like, <laughs> was he also the only one who could have sex with a woman? Because uh, that's in cult stuff too. Sometimes I know that's yeah. nope. No, all right. Well, he's so not that much of a perv then. <clears throat> he's just just crazy. crazy. Um, on April twenty third, nineteen eighty eight, a neighbor told Kirtland police officer uh, Ron in Andelsek, uh that he mm-hmm. she suspected that a cult was living at the farmhouse and that. Jeffrey's son warned the neighbor's children that on May 15th, the earth uh, would open up and the demons would emerge. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a bit much. Yeah. So on Calm April down. 28th, 1988, a former cult member referred by the FBI called Kirtland police and reported the cult's conspiracy to take over the Kirtland temple to Chief Dennis T. Yarborough. See, I can say Yarborough, whatever you said. I've seen it before. I was like, well, that's a common name. Uh, Yarborough did not believe the informant's information, and on May 2nd, 1988, Yarborough confronted Jeffrey at the Kirtland police station. When Jeffrey left, Yarborough said that he neutralized the situation uh, by warning Jeffrey that there were complaints about gunfire on uh, Jeffrey's property. Ridiculous. Hmm. Uh, So Jeffrey went back to his followers and told them that the planned uh, May 3rd takeover of Kirtland Temple uh, was off because he had spoken to a higher power. The cops. The cop, but no, the higher power. Hmm. Not the cops, the higher power. So the the truth is the cops, his version, higher power. I wonder if he mirrored that sentence to make it true. Um, The Kirtland police initiated surveillance of Jeffrey's residence and of church-owned properties in September 1988. A second informant came forward. Officer Ardalsnet, uh, Ron, uh, cultivated the informant and made contact with ATF and the FBI. The FBI initiated a domestic terrorism investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on uh, December 10th, 1988, the day that uh, Jeffrey was excommunicated from the RLDS church, there was a thunderstorm at the south end of Kirtland. When the sun emerged, a large rainbow appeared to the east. Jeffrey told his followers that the rainbow signified the opening of the seven seals. <laughs> Jeffrey and his family soon abandoned the religious group, and Jeffrey began to feel like called to teach the Bible the way he understood it. Oh, my. He formed his own sector soon after. Membership never exceeded more than 20. Duh. Yeah. So he's... He can control people, just not more than 20. Yeah. Um, they, he knows these, his limit. Yeah. It's all right. He knows. 
these were some of the most conservative members of the RLDS church who believed that God communicated through regular revelations, although some members admitted they claimed to have revelations even when they did not. Oh, okay. Uh, the con- the conservatives were also opposed to more liberal rights for women. Ugh, ugh. Uh, this was during a rift with the more liberal members of the church. Alice uh, often acted as a cheerleader to uh, his daughter, Alice. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. His wife, Alice. They changed her name, the last name, right? No. Oh, What's his wife's name? Hold on. Let me get back. I don't remember. Don't ask me things. It is Alice. Yeah. Alice. I don't know why. So his wife read- is Alice. His wife is Alice, yes. Gotcha. I don't know why. When I read that, again, I just, for some reason, my brain didn't, because I talked about her maiden name, and my brain didn't connect. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what was happening up here. I don't know okay. a lot of times. Um, so his wife act, often acted as a cheerleader to Jeffrey. She had claimed she had once had a revelation that she would meet an important leader of the RLSD, RLDS church. She later concluded that this alleged revelation referred to Jeffrey. Uh, husband Uh, Jeffrey began to offer Bible study services at his home Uh, Jeffrey would dominate the services himself and he would intimidate anyone who did not agree with him Uh, he would later encourage others to intimidate those who disagreed with who disagreed as well he sought to convince his congregation that he was God's last prophet ugh he asked for money from supporters, and some would give him their life savings, which often were calculated to be thousands of dollars. I don't understand that. I know. I don't. I don't get it. Um, Jeffrey then proclaimed he had received a call from God to move to Kirtland, Ohio. What? So, hmm. uh, according to Jeffrey, he was told by God that he and his supporters would soon... Maybe it's moved from. No, I don't know. Some stuff is still out of order, maybe. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, he's told by God that he and his supporters would soon witness the second coming of Christ if they moved to Kirtland. Uh, Jeffrey was attracted to Kirtland because it was the home of the Kirtland Temple built by uh, Joseph Smith and Smith's followers. Jeffrey would tell his followers that on May 3rd, uh, no year specified. May 3rd was uh, just his, also his birthday. Uh, the second coming uh, would happen at the Kirtland Temple and that he and his followers would have to seize the Kirtland Temple by force and hold mm-hmm. it for the second coming. Okay, now it makes sense. I read it, but then I forgot and then That's okay. I had to make sense again in my brain. Uh, the conspiracy involved burglarizing adjacent church homes and committing murder as part of the Kirtland Temple takeover. Uh, Jeffrey called the land around the temple the vineyards, uh, which had to be redeemed or cleansed for him and his followers to take the temple. Hmm. Mm-hmm. By this time, seven of uh, Jeffrey's 12 followers had moved into the family home. So everyone just keeps moving in. Uh, the remaining five were members of the Dennis Avery's family. Uh, Jeffrey felt the Avery's were committing a sin by not living in his house. The Avery family father, Dennis, sold his Missouri house in order for his family to move to Ohio. Okay, so so the culty stuff was happening from Missouri. So, like, just between, like, a state. I don't know. Uh, I'm so confused. Um, 
uh, Dennis Avery believed in Jeffrey completely and trusted him. Jeffrey, however, considered Dennis Avery to be weak. Avery be- uh, to be weak, and when Dennis was no longer useful to Jeffrey, he began talking about Dennis behind his back. Jeffrey often used Dennis as a scapegoat for their troubles, even though Dennis was one of the leading contributors. Dennis Avery decided to set apart a relatively small amount of money for his family's use with a bank account. Once again, Jeffrey considered this a sin because uh, Jeffrey wanted all of his followers' money to be given exclusively to him. <laughs> In time, Jeffrey convinced his followers that they had to seize the temple from which he had stolen about $40,000 and to kill anyone who stood in their way. He changed his mind, however, and started telling his followers that they had to kill a family of five instead if they wanted to see God. Oh, lovely. How convenient that there happens to be a family of five. Very close. That is very close to them Mm -hmm. who is not giving him money. As a punishment for their disloyalty, he chose the Averys. At some point, he referred to the slaughter of the Avery family as purging the vineyard. Oh, pruning the vineyard. Sorry. Hmm. Yep, so now we're on to the murders. <laughs> so on May, on April 10th, 1989 in Kirtland, uh, Jeffrey ordered two of his followers to dig a pit in the barn in anticipation of burying the Avery's bodies there. The expectation was that there could be five bodies burned in the pit. Jeffrey told the rest of the, his followers, including the Avery's, that they would go on a wilderness trip. On April 17th, he rented a motel room and had dinner with all of his followers. He then called his group's uh, men into his room. He questioned each as to their purpose in the action. All of the men assured Jeffrey that they were with him in the sacrifice. Dennis Avery was not invited to the meeting in Jeffrey's bedroom. Hmm, weird. I wonder why. Uh, According to followers' admissions, Jeffrey later went inside the barn with a church member named Ron Luff, luring Dennis Uh, into a place where the other men waited by asking him for help with equipment for the camping trip. Luff attempted to render uh, Dennis unconscious with a stun gun, but due to a malfunction, a stun bullet struck Avery but did not knock him out. Avery was then gagged and dragged to the place where Jeffrey awaited. He was shot twice in the back, dying almost instantly. Hmm. To mask the sound of the gun, a chainsaw was left running. Uh, Luff was told, then told Avery's wife, Cheryl, that her husband needed help. She was gagged like her husband, but also duct tape put over her eyes and dragged to Jeffrey. She was shot three times, twice in the breast and one in the abdomen. Ugh. Why? Right. Her body lay next to her husband's. The Avery's 15-year-old daughter, Trina, was shot twice in the head. Uh, first shot entered... Uh, but ricocheted off of her skull, missing her brain. But the second bullet killed her, sick and killing her instantly. 13-year-old Becky Avery was shot twice and left to die, while 6-year-old Karen Avery was shot in the chest and head. The barn uh, where the incident took place was demolished in nineteen in 2007. So that was almost 20 years after. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so they just killed them there. Um, arrest and convictions. Let me guess, though. He didn't fucking shoot anybody. No, I don't think so. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, oh, no, too far, too far. 
no, no, right there. On April eighteenth, nineteen eighty nine, the day after the murders, officers coincidentally came to the came to uh, Jeffrey's the Lundgren's farm mm-hmm. uh, to talk to him. After the encounter, Jeffrey became paranoid about being caught, and with the rest of his cult, left Ohio, moving south to West Virginia. As months went by and nothing happened, Jeffrey became disillusioned, and he and his family moved to California, abandoning the rest of the surviving cult members behind in West Virginia. Nine months after the killing, killing on January 3, 1990, a tip from an informant led police back to the long-abandoned farm and covering the five bodies of the Avery family. The Lundgrens became fugitives, media attention increased, and police began to track the cult members. With the FBI joining in the manhunt, eventually Jeffrey's followers, or yeah, Jeffrey's followers, who had been abandoned back west, back east, were found, and they helped catch him and his family. Thirteen of Jeffrey's uh, section sect were arrested uh, in early 1990, including Jeffrey and his wife. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey was given the death penalty. Alice received five life sentences, 140 years to life to life uh, for conspiracy complacency and kidnapping while their son damon was sentenced to 120 years to life ron luff key in planning and facilitating the murders with jeffrey was sentenced to 170 years to life daniel Kraft was sentenced to 50 years to life five of the cult members were released in 2010 or early 2011 after roughly 20 years of incarceration including pre-trial period i don't think pre-trial should count <laughs> Uh, Prosecutor Charles uh, Carlson, whatever, uh, confirmed that the original plea agreements uh, meant that the five were to be eligible for release at the earliest possible time. No! Uh, But the Ohio State Parole Board had repeatedly denied early requests for parole from Richard Brand and Greg Winship, both were serving 15 years to life, as well as Sharon we aren't going to say your last name, um, Debbie Alvarez and Susan Luff, all serving 7 to 25 years. Jeffrey uh, Lundgren followers, Catherine Johnson, Tanya Patrick, and Dennis Patrick were determined to have not been involved in the murders, receiving one-year sentences for obstruction of justice, though. The Patrick's were s- sentences were suspended, though. Hmm. Uh, but guess what? What? He's executed. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the Ohio Supreme Court sets October 24th, 2006 as Jeffrey's execution date. And according to the state attorneys general, as of August 2006, he had exhausted his appeals. So on uh, October 17th, 2006, however, Judge Jeff George, ugh, Gregory L. Frost issued an order temporary, temporarily delaying uh, Jeffrey's execution. Jeffrey attempted to join a lawsuit with five other Ohio death row, yeah, death row inmates challenging the state's death penalty law, claiming that because of his obesity, the lethal injection would be particularly painful and amount and amount of too cruel and unusual punishment. I'm sorry. Who cares? Who you shot children? You murdered people. You I don't care children if you fucking and suffer when you there. die in prison. This is what pisses me off about the fucking lethal injection shit. Well, it would be too in- inhumane. Uh, whatever they fucking did was inhumane. Yeah. So, so go fuck yourself and fucking 
inject that shit up with lethal injection. Good lord. Uh, State Attorney Jim Petro appealed to the United States Courts of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit in Cincinnati. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals issued an order allowing the execution to go forward. The U.S. Supreme Court refused to refuse a last-minute request to stop his execution, and Governor Bob Taft also denied clemency. Bob. Bob Taft. Uh, on October 24, 2006, Jeffrey Lundgren was executed on the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility in Lucasville. Nice. So there was, uh, thanks to Murderpedia, uh, well, most of that research was Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, let's look on Murderpedia. Yeah. And I found it. Uh, so this is like a little piece that... Um, uh, Lundgren got what he deserved after Colt's killer's execution, no one claims body. It's by Maggie Martin of the Cle- Cleveland Plain Dealer, October 26, 2000, October 25th, 2006. Um, Lucasville, Ohio, Jeffrey Lundgren, the self-professed prophet who killed five people in what he said was a sacrifice demanded by a higher power, died by lethal injection Tuesday in a death demanded by the state demanded uh jeffrey walked the uh, lundgren walked the 17 steps to the death chamber without the well-worn bible that he used to use to control his cult which formed after he broke from the reorganized church of the latter-day saints of jesus christ of the latter-day saints Mm. Uh, as a, a dozen people watched from the other side of a glass wall uh Lundgren issued a 15-second statement that mentioned fellow cult member Catherine Johnson, his second wife. Oh, he didn't marry another woman that wasn't mentioned earlier. Uh, I want to profess my love for God, my family, my children, and my beloved Catherine. Uh, he said, "He said while staring at the ceiling, I am, I am because you are." Uh, Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Moments after the lethal combination of three jugs was ingested into his beefy arms. Lundgren heaved a big sigh his eyes fluttered and then he was still minutes later at 10 26 a.m he was pronounced dead he died more gently than his victims dennis and cheryl avery and their daughters trina 15 becky 13 and karen 7 were led one by one past a buzzing chainsaw to a muddy pit where they were bound with duct tape shot and dumped into a common grave Lundgren claimed that the 1989 slayings were committed by God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Among those witnessing the execution was U.S. Rep. Stephen uh, Latourette, uh, who served as Lake County's prosecutor at the time of the slayings. Latourette said the killings were a cowardly act committed to silence those who began to doubt Lundgren's status as a deity. Even after 16 years, I still can't get the vision out of my head of seven-year-old Karen Avery, LaTourette said. As we removed the parents from the pit, we all said we didn't want there to be children. Man. Other witnesses included Cheryl Avery's younger brother, Donald Bailey of Missouri. In the act of defiance, he walked up close to the death chamber's glass window to ensure that Lundgren knew he was there. Good. Uh, he got what he deserved, said Bailey, uh, who said the family has suffered depression and nightmares from the horror. In a written statement, Bailey said he was convinced that Lugren would kill again if he were released from prison. There is 
only one sure way to make sure this never happens again, to be sure his life is forfeited for the terrible deeds he has done, the memories of his victims and the welfare of society and demands of justice all dictate this final act of cleansing. Ha! Uh, Bailey wrote, my only regret is that he has but one life to give. Mm. After the execution, prison officials said Lundgren had been so certain that he would win in a delay that he napped much of the morning. What a fool. Uh, his lawyers were not present when the U.S. Supreme Court declined to accept his last appeal a little more than an hour before the scheduled 10 a.m. execution. Governor Bob Taft denied Lundgren's request uh, for clemency. Lundgren had hoped to stay his execution while courts considered a lawsuit arguing that the state's method of execution, lethal injection, is cruel. A mm. uh, U.S. District Court judge stayed the execution last week so that Lundgren w- could join the lawsuit. Yeah. But a three-judge panel from the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals reserved that decision Monday night. The only haughty prophet, the once haughty prophet who surrounded himself with loyal followers, died with no family members or friends among the witnesses. With no one claiming his body, Lundgren will be buried with a simple ceremony in a prison grave in Chillicothe. For others, other convicts will serve as pallbearers. The Avery family was buried, buried years ago in the Rolling Hills of Missouri. A Missouri church community raised thousands of dollars to pay for the bur- burial and to launch a children's charity so that the memory of Trina, Rebecca, and Karen Avery would not end in a muddy pit in Kirkland. Mm. Hmm. I looked up pictures. Oh, of them. Not yeah. cool. Not. He I looks mean, creepy as fuck. I bet Jeffrey. He looks like has super like hefty. long hair, like black slicked back, like mullet style sort of. Yeah. And yeah. Ugh. 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 Creepy. So, yeah, it was. Jeffrey. Lundgren. Jeffrey. Fucking Jeffrey. Right. You gotta skip him tip. I do. Okay. I actually do this time. Nice. Look at that. Oh yeah, that's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Did my job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So escape room tip number twenty-one. Have you ever heard of Occam's razor? Mm-mm. Occam's razor. O c c a m s. Occam's razor. Basically, it's a um. Yeah. Op- or it's also spelled O-C-K-H-A-M-S, so it's Occam. Okay. William of Occam. Mm. Um, it's a problem-solving principle that when presented with comp- uh, competing hypothetical answers to a problem, one should select the one that makes the fewest assumptions. Ah. A.K.A. don't overthink anything. Right. So don't overthink puzzles. You're obviously going to try to think of this weird outrageous answer for some things <laughs> like there's 12 disciples in the fucking last supper and the, the answer is literally match the paint it's, colors yeah it's nothing to do with that it's just hey did you try putting this thing on or on here and, and matching yeah. doing what your fucking hints yeah. told you to do uh yeah so don't overthink puzzles escape games are meant to be fun for a larger audience which means that they're generally do not require prior knowledge prior experience or complicated explanation for anything mm-hmm. go to a simpler solution usually escape room puzzles have a clear like aha moment mm-hmm. when you discover the right approach yeah so if you are not understanding it and you're not getting it it's because you're overthinking yeah 
So calm down a second. Rethink things. Look at, like, how a 12-year-old could probably figure it out. Yeah. Because it's made for all ages. It's not made for just adults unless it is clearly specified. However, they're generally made for everybody. So you don't have to be super fucking smart to do an escape room. I'm sorry to tell you. Think. Just problem solving. That's all it is. Think. Think outside the box a little bit, but don't, like, overthink it. Yeah. Like, oh, well, what mad. if, you know, you do these bags in this order, but what if it's supposed to be reverse? Mm-hmm. That's literally probably the extent of overthinking yeah. or out-of-the-box thinking that you need to do. Like the so, one room where everything is complicated, quote-unquote, uh-huh. and then all you have to do is just figure out time. Yep. And people go Spend 20 way minutes. over, and then we just say, uh-huh. hey, did you try doing this? And I'm like, oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go do that. Yeah. Mm. So... Escape room tip number 21. Apply Occam's razor and don't overthink things. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm uh, not saying you're going to escape with anything that I say on here. Correct. But you will have a better it chance of escaping you. if you listen to me. Uh, so my Casey fact is a little long as well. Oh, well. It's okay. That's good. Um, uh, so this is about the richest black girl in the world. Uh, Sarah Rector was a young black girl born in Indian Territory on March 3rd, 1902. Her parents were Joseph and Rose Rector, uh, all of Taft Indian Territory. Sarah's father, Joe Rector, was the son of John Rector, a Creek freedman. John Rector's father, Benjamin McQueen, uh, was a slave of Riley Grayson, uh, a Creek Indian, which is some Indians did own slaves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they'd treat them a little bit better. A little bit. Uh, but still, like, they still own slaves. So, if you didn't know that, Native Americans did own slaves. There you go. Look it up. Google it. Google it. It's history. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's history. Uh, you should know it. <laughs> now, I mean, it's unless you live in Texas, then you're not going to know that. Well, they'll know a certain... They'll know a certain there's degree. There's a certain um, uh, side of history. Yeah. They may not know the whole answer. They won't. But they will definitely know a certain They'll side. They'll know a blip. Uh-huh. A, small, a very small blip, which is actually a, bep. a very big They'll, know, they'll know a bep of, a bep of uh, history. Ugh. A little bep of history. <sighs> um, the John Rector's mother, Molly McQueen, was a slave of Creek uh, Indian leader uh, Opothol uh, Hia- Yaola. Uh-huh. So that's three times fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh, let me go down here. Uh, in 1913, when most blacks were uh, regulated to the ranks of the lower class, however, uh, Sarah Rector, at 10 years old, received millions from oil leasing agreements from property she owned in Oklahoma. What the hell? So her family's property, she owned it. Um, She's automatically a millionaire? Automatically. But because the allotment was considered to be barren and not suitable for agricultural purposes until oil was discovered in the famous Cushing oil field, increasing her net income to more than $3 million. Her wealth caused immediate alarm by whites uh, because whites did not like the idea of a black person having that type of money without some control by white people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Much attention was given to Sarah in the press in 1913. There was an effort to have her declared white uh, so that because of her millions, she could ride in the first class car on the trains. It's like, but but her skin, that's that's not how it it says it on paper, but that's not how that, okay. All right. 
Um, what if she was like legit, like super, super dark? She was. Was she? Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. But how are you? Not like super dark, but like no. But I mean, like, what if she was? I know. Just like, like you can't be declared just white. Declare, I'm just sorry, a piece you of paper. can't declare race. I don't like what is that? What you piece of paper is that? Race. Yeah. Um, Hold up. Is that the, is that like that one lady who tried to say that she's black? Mm, what was that? Was that one Rachel, lady? Drozel. Yeah. Drozel. Whatever. <laughs> They're gonna try pull one of those things. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> she was Rachel she... Drozel before, or Trizel, whatever her name know, is. She whatever. was Rachel yeah. before. Yeah, but Rachel like was... no, everybody's. It's true. She's but, like, white. <laughs> No, white people are like no. I'm, she's she's white. I'm sorry. Uh, so in no. 1913, most blacks were like regulated to the ranks of lower class. Wait, no. Cla- 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 uh, I'm rereading stuff because I was trying uh-huh. to go down in my computer. Um, Tara's life continued as as she began to get offers of marriage from white men around the world, which is gross because she's 10. Uh, as the headlines about her hey, continued- that is prime marriage age back I, then. True. She got to start popping out them babies here in a year or two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which she will probably die from childbirth. Yeah. Good, but. Yeah. Um, anywho. Anywho. Uh, Olden days, God, they suck. Ugh. God. <laughs> can't even. Oh. Can't even. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, she. Many strive to have access to her wealth. White businessmen rushed in and fought tooth and nail in court to take control of her estate. Eventually, Watts did get control of her estate while she was very young, however. Uh, The 10-year-old did not realize her wealth and still lived in poor surroundings as white businessmen eventually took control of her estate and made millions. And she didn't even know she was rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thanks to the black press making an issue of this and reporting this to the black community, efforts were made to put her under control of officials at Tuskegee Institute to stop the embezzlement of her money by white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the efforts of the black press, Sarah's life eventually took a better turn uh, when responsible and intelligent black people stepped in. So people who talk correctly... I guess <laughs> it's usually Just, usually what right. it is. Um, <laughs> took over from uh, whites and uh, helped her obtain a new home. Helped get a proper education and helped create generally a much better lifestyle for her. Sarah did attend Tuskegee Institute. Uh, after I'm she sorry, can... Tuskegee is a very fun word. I know, and I can't get over it right now. <laughs> Tuskegee. Tuskegee. The, did you watch um, the movie the the about the Tuskegee Airmen? Red Tails? Red no, Tails. I did not. Yeah. Oh, so good. I know it's what you're sad, talking about, but, but no, I did not. It's good. It's sad. It's good. It's sad. It's good. I figured it'd be sad, but you mm-hmm. know. it's sad for you at just one point. But yeah. it's also like a cool moment. Yeah. Um uh but yes, yeah, so, and then after Stiggy. she <laughs> I can't. Okay. <laughs> After she completed her studies there, she moved to Kansas City, Missouri. When she reached her majority. So my my stories go, one was in Missouri, moved out, and then one was not from out, Missouri, and moved and then in. Move in. <laughs> um, when she reached her majority at the age of 21 in 1922, she began handling her own affairs. Sarah became somewhat of a local celebrity. Yeah, because she's rich. Uh, she Don't. made everyone's rich when you got money people like you uh, she maintained a very lavish lifestyle and cont- attempted entrepreneurship by opening Delray Gardens a nightclub in the black community of Leeds mm. located just east of the uh, Vine Street Corridor near 35th and Van Brunt in Kansas City nice yeah hmm. that's interesting um, geez so then the Vine the Vine does just mean Vine Street I guess 
Because that's mm-hmm. a long, because Vine is like, eight, that's eight, like 18th and Vine, all the way to 35th Street. Yeah, that's on the edge of big. that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah. Uh, she and her husband were known to book many entertainers from the day, like Duke Ellington and Count Basie. Nice. Yeah. I know. The fucking Duke in there? Yeah. Damn. Duke. Duke at Delray Gardens. That's awesome. Uh, she was well known in the Kansas City black community for the purchase of the Rector Mansion located on 12th and uh, Euclid in Kansas City, Missouri. Actually, I got, I figured out, I drove like by it and it's like, mm-hmm. for the time, it seemed like a big house, but like yeah. now it's just like normal. Um, yeah, normal. It's, it's kind of like boarded up and stuff, but I want to like, go inside and see mm-hmm. it. If it still like has the stuff from like still has a period piece like furniture and stuff. Um but you can like yeah, it's still there. Um, but it's still got like businesses around it. But mm-hmm. I imagine probably when she owned it it was probably more like property and yeah. space and stuff. But it just looks like a normal kind of hmm. That's old pretty cool. Casey house. But yeah. That's pretty neat. Um uh yeah, purchase of the Rector Mansion, expensive shopping sprees, and owning several luxury cars. She developed good relationships with many of the shop owners in major downtown department stores where Jim Crow barriers were relaxed. Specifically for her, um, Rector Sarah was a millionaire during the time when many blacks lived in substandard conditions. Yeah. Um, especially during this time with fucking Tom Pendergast. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get... Nope. I don't want to get started. There. We're not going there. But we'll we'll talk about that, that have son of a bitch. But episode. it's gonna be a whole yeah. It's gonna be have to be a whole episode. It's I it gets me lit. <laughs> Should think about it. Get but but up. unfortunately, by 1929, the millions were gone. Uh, there were many speculations as to what happened to her money. She. Be- some believe she spent all of her money maintaining the lavish lifestyle she enjoyed so much, while others speculated that uh, her husband's bad, uh, one of her husband's bad decision practices played a major role in the depleting her funds. Other assumptions is that Sarah may have been swindled out of her fortune by guardians at big businesses. Which all, maybe it all was all a bit of it. Maybe she gave a little bit of it away. She probably did. You never fucking yeah. know. Uh, the mystery surrounding her money may never be solved. Uh, Sarah Rector's body rests in the community where she was born in Taft, Oklahoma. Her body was uh, buried in 1967 at Blackjack Cemetery in Taft, Oklahoma after the large, larger funeral in Kansas City. Not much is known about the remains of the estate of Sarah nor her land and uh, mineral holdings in Oklahoma, but she had a rich history and is uh, and is one in which her descendants should be proud. Yeah, nice. Like boss, she just yeah. I think it's funny that she's just like ten. She just doesn't. She's know. just like meh. Like oh, these I've wearing these same clothes for a month. Yeah. Huh. 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 She got fucking like three million dollars. She's got three million dollars and like doesn't know it. Like oh, oh. I'm white now. Huh. Interesting. Look at that. I don't look white, but they say I am. I say piece I of am. paper so tells me I'm white. Interesting. Oh my God. Like oh, okay. Shit. But yeah, like That's ridiculous. Man, that time. Like, but like to be able, yeah, in that time. But man, Count Basie and Duke Ellington though. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Man. Okay. Yeah. Yay. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. It's good. It was ended up being very long. Did it? Yeah. You probably cut out a little bit. Nah. Well. No. Nah. Okay. We'll see. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't think we didn't really have. How long was it? 
Oh, it's like an hour and 25. That's, that's that not one. too bad. That's what you need to sound Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, you... Sometimes we have very, very short episodes. Sometimes we have You're very, very long episodes. Welcome <laughs> for our inconsistencies because that's who we are. Oh. We're getting old. We can't. I don't. I can't think much. <laughs> can't think straight no more. Oh, we're four years to 30. Stop it. I'm sorry. Dear Someone God. reminded me the other day and I wanted everyone else to remember. Okay. No, I don't like <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry about it. And that's KC. <laughs> oh, man. Hi, guys. Don't forget you can listen to That's KC on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. If we are not on your favorite podcast directory, let us know. You can chat with us on the Twitter or Instagram at That's KC Pod and Facebook at That's KC. If you'd like to help keep the local liquor, food, and this podcast flowing, you can support us on Patreon. If you have suggestions for local Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas food and drink, or, you know, would like to send us something, wink, wink, please send us an email to thatskcpod at gmail.com. P.S. If you have your own local story you would like to share or have a suggestion for us to research, we'd love to hear from you via email. Oh, intro music is provided by Brian Lawson. Okay, bye!